Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, we are live, coming to you live and direct from ATL, Shouty. Anyway, I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Your voice went out. That's what I get for being corny, so so. Oh, really? You weren't corny to me. You okay, were not corny. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. Um, You feeling okay, boys? I might be coming down with a cold. Oh, well, there's a lot of people here. This is Traffic Sales and Profit. Is that this uh, convention? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people. It's got to be about 2,500 people here. What do you think? Um, I don't, You don't I think it's that it. many? Okay, anyway. It seems but, like but there's, a lot. Quite a few. It just looked like a sea of wealthy, beautiful black people, entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That's no, what I got. Nobody does it like Lamar Rodgers. A whole sea. A whole sea of it. Yeah, and by the way, um, as I was sitting there choking, uh, DDS and Duel, I see you. You guys uh, wanted a wrench. Yeah, we lost. I all the wrenches got lost because I don't know if you guys know this, but for a little bit of time they took our channel down. Remember that when I told you they froze up our channels on YouTube? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you never know. Like when you're black, they can always take your channel down for any reason, and so we had to get the channel back. So maybe that's why you lost the wrench. Um, I'll try to see if I can fix that during this conversation. But anyway, let's get back to it. So um, let us know. Give us a yes if you can hear us. Let Give us a quick yes to let us know that we're coming through okay. Uh, I want to make sure the audio is good. And I want to say hello to Joanne and Bradford and DDS and Duel and, and everybody else. Shout out the city you're from. Let us know what city you're from also. Um, and Pillow Talk, in case you don't know, Pillow Talk is where my wife and I get together, lay against our pillows, and have conversations that two black professors might have when they're just laying in the bed and being lazy. So, um, <laughs> we're not being lazy. We're working. Well, you know, we're chilling. <laughs> so let, let's, let's talk about the topic for today. This is scary. Oh. This is scary. Uh, did any of y'all hear about this? The passport, the, the eight passport brothers, something like eight passport brothers have been killed in the last year. Did anybody else hear this? That literally, I guess, brothers have been killed. Sorry, that's me. That's my other phone, y'all. Sorry. Uh, you know, it, it's it's it, it was kind of crazy about it. it. Crazy in the sense that, um, actually, when I heard about it, I wasn't surprised just because you know, when you go to other countries and you're in other cultures, you don't know what's going on, you don't know what people are thinking, you don't know if you're the mark or not, and and I. I have a lot to say about this, but I'm not going to say much. I'm going to ask you, babe, what, what was your first impression of what you heard? Yeah, I think it's very tragic. It's awful. And when you say passport brothers, I'm thinking these are black men. Are these black men? Do you know the pictures? Um, well, you know, it's being reported in a lot of black media outlets. So I think and, they're and black I, men. I and that's the, really terrible. Yeah, and I saw most of the passport brothers movement being driven mm -hmm. largely by black men. Not to say that only black men were participating. Because there were quite a few men who were part of that movement, but uh, but that that was kind of kind of shocking. Yeah, it's terrible because I mean, if you hear some of the stories that come from the Passport Brothers about their interactions, not only with women, but just in terms of rela relationships and how they feel that they've been wronged in relationships, they are looking for love, literally in all the wrong places. Looking for love in all. I hate the to wrong make a joke places. out of it. But it, I feel like the, you know that song, um, what you won't do, do for, do for love. love. 
You'll try everything, but, but you don't, don't give up. Like, I really do feel that way. And I hate to, like, make a joke out of something so serious because there's a sentient being just lost their life right. looking for love, right? looking for compassion exactly. and warmth and caring. Mm -hmm. And they didn't get it here. Right. They failed right. in a sense of getting the love that they want here in this country. And they felt that other places would be better, would give them what they desired in their life, give them mm -hmm. all of the love and the compassion and the nurturing that they feel like they did never got from women here in America. And they blame the culture. I listen to them. I listen to the pain that they're going through. And then they, they spend a lot of money. I don't know how much money these men make, but whatever it is, they invest in their own love so that they can go across the seas and to other countries so that they can find someone that can give them the love that they feel like they never got here and to get over there and to be exploited like that it's got to be a big blow to this entire community of individuals and that's tragic well you know it's, it's an interesting thing um a couple thoughts go through my mind first off this morning when we did our financial consciousness training i literally started off the conversation by warning people about deadly online dating scams. Mm. That there are people that, um, especially now with technology, and you have this sort of swipe left culture, swipe right culture, uh, you know, people are linking up and they're they're risking their lives to lay down with people that they don't even know. You know, and and I and one of the things I've always kind of said is that I don't I don't I'm not judging how people view sex and how much they sleep around, but you know, people I, I don't think people respect the power and the impact of sex. They don't understand that when you lay down with this person, you're risking your life. They could kill you with a disease. They could literally murder you. They could uh, falsely accuse you of rape if you're a man. That person uh, could get pregnant with your child and carry your baby around. And the list goes on and on and on. So when you are just thinking, okay, I wanna go pleasure seek. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, I met this lady five minutes ago. And, you know, and she looks good, so I can safely go in here and put this, my, my life in the hands of this stranger. I think that people should reconsider that. You know, um, and, you know, a lot of people got upset with me when I mentioned that, even with Kobe Bryant. I didn't understand. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't judge necessarily what Kobe did in that situation in Colorado. I don't believe he was guilty of assaulting anybody. But what I did kind of question was I said, you mean to tell me that you're a married man who met a lady at 9 o'clock and was sleeping with her by 945, without a condom and this lady has slept with half the neighborhood and now and now you're in the middle of shit and everybody's acting like you're a victim you ain't no victim bro you know and and, and i know kobe passed and i love him but he's a great basketball player but wasn't a smart decision maker you know because you're putting your wife's life at risk your own life at risk your own livelihood at risk for what for what for an orgasm are you kidding me right now you know this so so i'm gonna just tell you like this to be honest with you and i'm not judging the passport brothers at all we can talk about that separately but I, uh, you know, if you can't have any type of sexual discipline as a man, the world will bring you down. And I think this is just another example of that. Yeah, I mean, I think um, consenting adults should be able to do whatever they want. And I know those online sites is just for like a one night of a good time. <laughs> That's how those sites kind of just, they're not even apologetic about that. You come one here. One night only. One <laughs> night only. We got all, 
all the musicals here today. I know, right? Tonight on the musical version of Pillow Talk. <laughs> yeah, but it just is too bad because those those people, for whatever reason, and I don't know if it's a sex addiction or if there's, I don't know what the mentality is for individuals. They just want to get the their needs met in this particular way by this particular stranger. Sometimes people get off on that sometimes, yeah. and and it's okay to do that if it's safe. And that's unfortunate that it's, that it's not safe. I mean, there's so many tragic things that happen with intimate relationships. Absolutely. And well, mm-hmm, go well, ahead. Well, by the way, everybody, I wanted you all to know that uh, you're listening to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. And uh, today we're talking about the passport brothers that have been getting killed and in foreign countries. Uh, a lot of them have been getting drugged and raped and things like that. If y'all could do us a quick favor, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Share. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, also, uh, Alicia is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. So if you'd like to learn more about what she does, uh, she sees clients on an individual and collective basis. So you can go to coachingwithdralicia.com. That's coachingwithdralicia.com. Now, she and I are down in Atlanta right now. And, uh, and by the way, y'all know, y'all, guess what, y'all? I was hanging out with Master P today. Master P came in. Uh, Lamar Tyler brought him in. And, and that is uh, Steve Harvey's daughter. I don't have her name in front of me, but she's super smart. I don't remember. Yeah, she's a really nice lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a great nice. time. Mm-hmm. And, and I was kind of annoyed, though, that Master P was so damn tall. He was. I, I warned you, though. I said, oh, boy, you got to come back and take a picture with Master P. I'm just telling you, he's super tall. <laughs> I need to tell him to sit down. And then Steve Harvey's daughter, we have no idea. She, we shouldn't even label her as Steve Harvey's daughter. We really should. Oh, yeah, she's brilliant. She's we should a smart give her, lady. Let's just call her Miss Harvey. And yes. Miss Harvey was there, but she had on, like, six-inch heels. <laughs> you know what? She, she, Three-inch heels well, what, I liked, what I liked about talking with her was <laughs> that they, they run a family business. And, and Steve's kids are all sort involved of. in what he does. Well, she it, says it, sort of a family Yeah, business. like, but they work yeah. together a lot. And I, mm-hmm. I love that. You know me. I'm all about that family business. I think that's one of the keys to black wealth. And um, and I, I, she was a very nice, nice woman, nice young lady, really interesting to talk to, very smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, Master P didn't get to talk to him much, but he seemed like a nice guy, very professional. So, yeah, I mean, he definitely, um, he, he talked about all of the things that you talk about, though, boys. And I thought yeah, it was did. really nice to see him use his influence in the way that, like, adheres to a lot of the things that you speak about. So that was nice to hear. Well, I just think every black man and every black woman, give me a yes if y'all agree. Let me know if you agree. Um, put a yes in the chat. I think all of us as black people, every last one of us needs to talk about wealth and economics. We need to talk about our families, our people, what we need, and how we're going to get it. Um, I don't know if y'all saw this or not, but there was that study that showed that black uh, black investors are the number one investors in America, that we literally have now surpassed white people in terms of stock market participation rates. That's a big deal, because if you know our mission in the Black Business School, that's what we've been all about. Where'd they get this information from? Is this news to us? Yeah, it was in the Wall Is Street it- Journal. What? Wall Street Journal, that's a legitimate news company. Yeah, I wonder, like- I'd like to see the article. I wonder what they... Where they gather that information, because it's beautiful. Yeah, and in the Black Business School, actually, I did a survey of our students, the ones that come to financial consciousness training, mm-hmm. and their rates are super high, like much higher than that. They're like 85%. 85% of those students are invested in the stock market. And that's mm-hmm. a big deal, because when I was on the faculty of Syracuse and we did our research, we found that participating in the stock market, just being in the game, dramatically increases your family wealth. It dramatically increases your odds of having wealth in your family. So... Everybody who's not invested, like, get started, y'all. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to get started, you know? And if you haven't started, um, just text the word STOCK to 87948. I will send you free information from the Black Business School to get you started. Uh, This is a big deal. 
Uh, text the word stock to 87948. Now, with that said. No, I want to say something about. Are you moving on to a new point? Because I want to comment on this. Oh, please. Go on ahead. that point. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's interesting because um, I'm part of that financial therapy organization the financial therapy organization, and um, they put out a study and they were saying that usually people invest in the stock market because they know better. So you do better when you know better, when you become more aware of what investing in a stock market can do for you, then you're more likely to invest. But that's not necessarily the case for black people. They said black people are more likely to invest if they have friends and family who are also investing. Mm. And and it's unique to black people. And not only that, it's if your parents invested. So a lot of investment behavior for black people in particular was con contingent on what you feel like your friends and family and your parents are doing. So this is great because when um, black people are investing in the stock market, guess what? Their children will also invest in the stock market and their children will invest. Like, I think it's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make that comment in there. Yeah. Well, you know, I wrote about that a lot in my um, book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. And I explained mm -hmm. that culture is very important when it comes to wealth building. For us. Uh, well, for a lot of people. A lot of yeah, families. Yeah, but particularly lot, for us. Yeah, but most yeah. wealthy families, most wealthy families, if you ask them, how did you get into business? How did you start doing business? They're not going to say, <clears throat> well, you know, I went and took a class at, in, in college and on, on how to start a business. No, they learned from their parents. Their parents mm -hmm. were running the business and they said, okay, pick up those boxes. And they became part of the business, you know, and their family, their parents would talk to them about, you know, ownership and they'd go collect rent with their mama and stuff like that. And next thing you know, they're doing what their parents did. So uh, that's the thing. We, we don't need education. We need culture. Mm -hmm. If you in, but but you need a culture that is driven by the right kind of education, right? So this is where the education and culture mix together. Because if you have it, if you're educated on something and it's not in your culture, you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Like I was highly educated on stock yeah. market investing, but it wasn't part of my culture, so I didn't participate. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to the black community for being the biggest new group of investors in the planet. I think that's awesome. I'm very proud of you. And this has been our mission and our goal in the Black Business School for many years. And uh, but we didn't do it alone. And the, the, here's the thing: I don't need all the credit. I just want everybody to know I was a player in the game. We won the championship, and I played my position, and I did. I played my position well. I don't need all the credit. I just, I just want to be one of the teammates. So well, anyway. of course, you know you played a big part in it. Well, I know. I appreciate it. Thank we you all know that. that. All right, so <laughs> so let's get back to this passport brothers thing. All right, so you know what do you guys think in terms of you know what's happening here? I mean, these so these guys are are you know I guess a lot of them have a lot of complaints about women in america um and sometimes yeah. you know i'm gonna tell you i i, I kind of think you can pursue what you want without crapping all over black women right and i think that because when you're complaining about women you're really talking about your own choices you're talking about your own experience you're really telling on yourself mm -hmm. and so what's happened is that guys have been going out to um you know the, the uh so so guys have been going out to columbia eight of eight of them from one of the reports i've seen eight of them have been killed uh basically by getting drugged <sighs> Uh, on on these dates, <clears throat> this terrible. And th this isn't a surprise. And um, and and I, I kind of when I thought about it, you know, I remember thinking about like just as an act of financial consciousness. Uh, the reason I brought up online dating scams this morning in our financial consciousness training is because I said, look, when you have a little bit of money and you're not, you don't have your guard up, people will take you for a sucker. People mm -hmm. will play you like a punk. And and so. Basically, you've got these pretty women, apparently, who are working for their pimps, or maybe they're working for themselves. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, we got all these rich Americans coming down here, you know, looking for some action. 
They ain't looking for love. They, they they claim they're looking for a wife, but a lot of men ain't looking for a wife. A lot of men are looking for a girlfriend or yeah, they're not a, looking know, for a, a chick they can hang out with for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, <clears throat> I can give you all of that. I can make your dreams come true. Just uh, trust me. And next thing you know, these guys wake up. They wake up uh, the next day after they've been drugged. Uh, they wake up in the hospital. All their money's gone. And then some of them have actually been dying because the drugs they're using are really, really powerful. In fact, one of the drugs they use, they the nickname for it is Devil's Breath. Yeah. Yeah, they call it Devil's Breath. And uh, and this Devil's Breath drug is what they've been using to kill people. Yeah, well, I'm hoping that maybe the Passport Brothers will turn their passport in and decide to look inward and come home. Because there are plenty of African-American women who are, yes, modern women, who can love them as as deeply and as wonderfully as anybody else outside of the country. The thing is, is that they need to adjust. They need to look at themselves to see how they play a part and why the relationships didn't turn out the way they wanted to. They need to address a lot of issues that they probably have had with their mother. They need to come to terms with a lot of those things and a lot of the hatred. And hopefully this will um, encourage them to look, to look inward and to, and to look at better ways of dealing with the hurt and pain that they clearly have felt. Yeah. Yeah. I really do think that um that you know maybe this is a signal to say turn your passports in and come home. We should do a a campaign. Remember how when you went to Africa and was it South Africa you went to? No, it mm-hmm. was it was it was Ghana. Remember mm-hmm. when you went to Ghana and when you got off the airplane, they did a welcome home ceremony and mm-hmm. they gave you a lay and they treated you beautifully. I think that us as black women when the passport brothers come home, we should do a welcome home ceremony mm. and just like give them some love so that they get like, so their iced heart could melt and they could be real human beings and connect with how they feel and cry on our shoulder. We are here for it. How well, about that? Well, you know, uh, uh, okay, look, I'll be at that ceremony. <laughs> I'm creating a ceremony. I'm creating a scenario. Well, well here's the reality. Yeah. Here's the reality. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this as a as a black man, as a, and, and not as a young black man. I'm not a kid. I'm 52, so I'm OG status, and you guys can hear it if they want to, or they not, but or they don't, or they don't have to hear it. But what you gotta understand, black man, and I need y'all to hear this, is that you're one of the few communities on the planet that does not really, truly. Some of y'all, not all of y'all, but some of y'all don't want to protect your women. Some of y'all don't protect your women, but understand. Colombian men, they will protect their women. Well, you don't know, no, no okay. not all, not every time, not all of them. I'm not okay. saying every man. I'm saying collectively, just like economics, we don't protect our economics. Other communities protect their economics. They don't let you set up businesses and neighbors. So here's what they're thinking. I think here's what honestly, this is what I'd be thinking if I was a Colombian man. I'd be like, wait, but hold up, wait, wait, wait. We value our women, and you're coming down here. You're not coming down looking for a wife. You're not coming down here looking for a woman that you want to spend your life with and have kids with. You're coming down here looking for a whore. You're doing one of those sex trips like the Europeans do in Africa. Let me know if y'all understand what I'm saying. You're doing a sex trip in our country and thinking that you're just going to spend $50 and get some ass and sow your oats, and, and we're going to make you pay for that. We're going to play you for the sucker that you are. Because understand this, right? There's different types of men who might go overseas looking for women. There's some men who go overseas saying, I'm looking for my wife. 
I'm going to love her. And once I find that woman, I'm going to love her, nurture her, take good care of her. Then there's some women who are like, I'm going to go over and get me some ass. And then I'm going to get ass from a new woman every single night of the week because the women here don't cost that much. And it's easy for me to do. And I'm not saying that you don't have a right to do that. I'm saying to you that you got to understand that the rabbits got the gun now. You think that you think that they're the prey and you're the predator, that you that you the one on the prowl. You know, you think that you are the the what they call the apex predator. You think you're that's the alpha. So funny. No, okay. really, that's what happens. It, it ha and it happens too in the United States too. Don't think yeah. that Colombia is the only place that this happens. The difference is that in Colombia, the police ain't really gonna have your back like they will in the United States. In the U.S., they might really investigate. They might really go get you know pooches the stripper that took your money. But in Colombia, they're gonna be like no. <laughs> what they call no English. <laughs> they, they, you better they, learn some Spanish. They're gonna laugh at you because they're gonna be like, "What are you? Your, what's your gringo ass doing down here anyway? Trying to exploit our women? Yeah. The police are gonna think that way too because police are protective. So my point is to say that we know this can happen anywhere. This can happen in any country in the world. Mm -hmm. There's nothing unique about Colombia. Nothing wrong with passport brothers going to do their thing. But men have never learned. That when you are out here and you expose yourself like that by chasing around all these different women, you got to understand that there are women out there with predatory tendencies, especially when you're dealing with women that are hungry. Yeah, and I remember like um, when I when we went to Colombia, we went to Colombia several times. I noticed that none of the dark skinned Colombians were winning. I get the impression mm. that it was just a lot of, um, I guess, white Colombians. I don't know what to call them, but just the kind of more Latino Colombians. Um, they were like the ones that were like hanging out in the mall, buying all nice stuff. But when we went to like the areas where it's more impoverished, that's when the skin color got darker. Mm -hmm. So if the Passport Brothers are going over there thinking they're going to be like, I'm mm. an American mm -hmm. and I got it going on. It's like, no, you still black. Ooh. We we don't really value you. Like I, that was the one thing I wow. didn't like about. Col I love <clears throat> Colombia as a country, mm -hmm. but I did not like that level of racism. It made me feel very uncomfortable. Well, you know, the Black Passport Brothers should understand this too that that people in South America can be more racist than the ones in America. Yeah. It's like you. It's like you going down to like rural <laughs> Alabama trying to, <laughs> trying to go buy you some white women. They somebody might the sheriff might have an issue with that. You yeah. know, and I, and I think, and, and I think that's something. That's another factor I don't think guys think about. You know, and I, I just really think, yeah. in general, though, here's the thing: like, it's not just the passport brothers. Generally speaking, what I read in the studies I saw is that this whole era of fast sex and and hooking up with people like that you've only known for ten minutes, that a lot of people are being exploited by that because what they're doing. They're, this is a common. This is a, a ten thousand year old trick. Yeah. You know, especially when you talk about money. I talk about wealth and money all the time. And one of the things I teach in financial consciousness is I said the fourth step to building wealth is protect your wealth. And you protect your wealth by being aware. And you have to understand that if you have something to lose, you can't just be in places where people have nothing to lose. Yeah, it's really difficult to get into the mind frame. And I'm not going to talk bad about people who are in other countries, but it's almost like you're playing football at Soldier Field. And these people, they ain't playing football at Soldier Field. They're playing baseball at Comiskey Park. Like it's a whole nother playing field and you don't understand what's going on over there. You better stay at Soldier Field and play Soldier Field, something you understand. Damn, that's real. You know, that's the problem. Like you're getting into things that you don't really get and you don't really understand the nuances of a whole different set of cultural norms. You mm. know, it's it's really tricky to do something like that. 
Learn to play baseball, yeah. fool. Play in your stadium. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, by yeah. the way, everybody, you watch, we're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, this podcast is also on Spotify. If you want to go look up my name, Boyce Watkins on Spotify, you can find our content there. My website is boycewatkins.com. Uh, as you guys know, I'm all into black wealth. That's my thing. And so if you'd like to uh, learn more about what we do, go to boycewatkins.com. And Dr. Alicia is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. Uh, and we created this podcast because we, we kind of hope that there will be people out there that could appreciate intelligent conversations about black issues. And so if you want to see what Dr. Alicia does for a living, you can go to coachingwithdralicia.com. She sees clients. She sees families, she sees couples, uh, et cetera. And also, if you uh, text the word wellness to 87948, you can get some free uh, content and information from Dr. Alicia, as well as discounts on her books and courses, things like that. So just text the word wellness to 87948, because all of us need to heal, uh, because that's really important. All right, so <clears throat> uh, before we, our food is almost here. But, oh, okay. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of <laughs> lay out like a couple, you know, just a, a kind of a quick closing thought or some information, right? So we're talking about, the, you know, these poor guys, these passport brothers that are going, to, you know, over to other countries and getting killed. Uh, the State Department has just issued a warning for men uh, when you head to overseas. Uh, be extremely careful because uh, this is a plan. This is a plot. There are people out there waiting for you to take advantage of you. Uh, maybe one way to protect yourself might be to bring some people with you. Um, you know, that that might be uh, that might be a way to go. Um, you know, you, uh, let's see, they said that the plant that they're using is called scopolamine and is commonly found throughout Colombia. The symptoms of the drug include sleepiness, amnesia, rapid heart rate, or seizures. and can leave you unconscious for up to 24 hours. Medellin reported a growing number of foreign tourists or remote workers who have died from overdosing on the drug since 2023. According to the embassy's press release, based on data from the Tourism Observatory of the District Personnel of Medellin, issued January 10th, the number of thefts committed against foreign visitors, excluding Venezuelans. I don't know why they exclude Venezuelans. That's interesting because the Venezuelans are the ones that have been flooding America lately. Interesting. Um, increased 200% in the third trimester of 2023 compared <laughs> to the previous year and violent deaths of foreign visitors increased 29%. Most of the violent deaths were U.S. citizens. Uh, those startling statistics have not stopped uh, people who are still going over there <laughs> looking for love. Uh, it says the agency's findings show criminals use dating apps like Tinder and Bumble yeah. to lure travelers into public places such as hotels, restaurants, and bars. Victims risk being drug robbed or even killed by local dates. Colombia stands out as a high incidence of such incidents. Now, remember, Colombia is where Pablo Escobar is from. That's right. Yeah. Right. So, so Medellin, it looks like Medellin has this old, ugly reputation. That's uh, terrible because so, those people are so nice and so wonderful there. But whew, be I love, careful. I, you know, I love Medellin and my yeah. brother lived there. But he wasn't there looking for women. He he had of course, his wife. He had his him. own woman with him. Right. He took his wife with him. And and maybe that's that kept him safe, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, the thing is that we shouldn't live in a world where a man can meet a beautiful woman and feel like something bad might happen to him. But you know, the reality is that we're kind of getting the experience that a lot of women go through. A lot of women get killed by the man of their dreams. I mean, we know about Robin Simpson mm -hmm. down in Houston, whose case, by the way, is still going on who literally was stabbed a hundred times in front of her daughter by her husband. Look up the name Robin Simpson in Houston. You got to find this case because she was one of us. She was part of our B1 community. I knew Robin. I met Robin at the All Black National Convention. She spoke at our convention, right? So, th so this really touched me. It made me sad to hear this. But long story short, you know, it's um, 
it's it's kind of interesting because I think as men we feel like we have a male privilege where we don't we don't have to worry about women harming us. You're not invincible. Yeah. You're not invincible and you do have a weakness. And God, it just makes me think about that trend. Remember where women were going to Jamaica mm-hmm. and they were getting their um groove back, <laughs> getting their groove back in Jamaica. And some of those men were just like they were looking for their green card, you know, they were taking advantage of um single black women who wanted to vacation in Jamaica and honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were getting their groove back in Jamaica, but it didn't always end as well as you would hope it would be. Again, you were commis- you were playing in Soldier Field. They're playing in Comiskey Park. They got a whole nother ball game going on. Yeah, let me re- tough. Check, check this out. So I'm reading, I'm reading the Atlanta Black Star. And shout out to the Atlanta Black Star, one of the great black media outlets out here. I think okay. everybody should follow them. It says here, um, a guy was talking about how he met. Ma- he said, I matched up with a girl on Tinder. Just another girl, I thought. Just uh-huh. another, just another date, yeah. Um, and so, but he's a tw- he was a twenty eight year old, you know. So he was still single and ready to mingle. Um, he was drugged, and he said they took my iPad, my phone, my wallet, and my credit cards and my ID, everything except for my laptop. Now, oh. yeah. So he said, but he was lucky. They said he was lucky to have made it out by only being drugged and robbed. Right? I don't know if that's how that could be your lucky day, but it was. Now, check this out. They said Minnesota comedian Tu Jer Jong was one of at least eight Americans killed uh, during November and December. Two months. Jeez. Two months. They killed uh, during uh, November, December in Medellin. The 50 year old who's, check this out. Oh my God. The 50 year old whose romantic pursuit took a tragic turn was last heard from on December 10th when he called his family and told them he needed $2,000 to be wired because he was kidnapped. The following day, police discovered his lifeless body bearing multiple stab wounds and bruises thrown off a 260-foot cliff by a stream in the country's largest city. So they kidnapped this dude. Mm. He called his poor parents, had them wire money. Oh, my goodness. And they found him dead the next day. Baby. Oh, that's awful. Have I ever told you that you made me feel safe? (laughs) (laughs) That is so hilarious. Oh my God. I'm so happy to be married to you. Oh, you protect me from all these killer women out here, like drugging and raping and murdering people. That's a nightmare. Oh my God. Nightmare scenario. Oh my God. Oh my God. That just flips the whole that flips the whole game on his head. Jeez. That poor family. Wow. That poor man tortured. You you are my the black woman is your protector, black man. I, I think y'all need to. Understand. I protect you, but, but you protect me really nice. I do. I I really do protect you because <laughs> I got the big muscles and stuff. I'm I'm gonna still, you know, maintain some of my dignity here as I as I just grovel up and curl up you know, over the story about this poor guy getting kidnapped and oh. murdered. But but you know it's like um, and the interesting thing is it's like uh, remember for the black man though the black woman has been protecting the black man since slavery. You know, when Master wanted to come and kill him, like the black woman would hide him in the basement and yeah. or do whatever, you know, and feed him when when he was on the run, and you know, and so so that that is where my loyalty was. But these stories, I mean, the world's changing. I mean, that's the point. The world is changing, and uh, they said between January twenty twenty three and October twenty twenty three, Medellin's tourism observatory documented thirty two killings, thirty two of foreigners in the city. This included 12 Americans and three from the United Kingdom, marking a 40% surge from the previous year. So the killing is on the rise. Um, 
but the government is speaking against sex tourism. They're basically saying, like I told you, remember yes. the very beginning, I said, I said that men are protective of the women in their own race. They tend to be generally yes. like, like, you know, you are uh, dating a Jewish girl and you walk into a Jewish neighborhood and you're using up the women in a negative way. The men are going to fight you. You know, Arab men will do the same thing. You, you know, uh, uh, whatever culture, right? African men will do that, right? Mm -hmm. So, so ultimately, they're saying, stop coming to our country with a couple of dollars in your pocket, thinking you're gonna have a good time because you pay fifty bucks. You know, so here's what they said: the, the mayor, the mayor of the city, acknowledges the risk for travelers, but encourages visits. Uh -oh, okay, okay. I, I feel reassured. He emphasized that individuals seeking romantic encounters with the city's beautiful women should consider staying in the United States. Stay in your own neighborhood. That's what he's saying. Mm -hmm. He said, quote, we want more and more foreigners to come, but we want them to take part in tourism that adds value. He said, he said oh. any, anyone, who think, anyone who thinks they can come here for the sex and drugs tourism, we don't want any of that here. <clears throat> in, in 2022, hmm. a 21-year-old black man in Colorado Springs faced a harrowing ordeal with his Tinder date. Stripped, duct tape. This is a brother now, y'all. Listen to this. Listen to this. They said this brother was stripped, duct taped, choked, sliced with a knife oh. in what he thought was a consensual night of kink turned into a life-threatening ordeal. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's like um, if you want to come here and enjoy our beautiful views and enjoy our beautiful food, you are more than welcome. But if you're here for kink, you might as well stay where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the bro check this out. The brother got away. It, said, it says his chance for escape came when she paused the torture to order dinner from DoorDash. Oh, he, let me tell you, that can crank up an appetite. When Door you're torturing somebody. Yeah, all the, all <laughs> you're like, all, all this, this torture is making me hungry. All beating you and cutting you, that done made me hungry. <laughs> when, when you want something, I'm ordering. You got to eat before you torture. I'm about so you to, don't. That's true. She, she didn't plan. She, mm -mm. That's the thing she went. She got caught slipping. Uh, so he just he found so she so she ate dinner and then she fell asleep. <laughs> so funny. She don't have the stamina to torture nobody. Well, you know, you got to get a good night's rest before you go torture somebody. You got to get a good night's rest. You got to make sure you get your protein in your body exactly so that you can have the stamina to torture somebody. She to go to the gym and do Pilates. Um, <laughs> discovering the knife, he freed himself, ran out the door, and sought help from nearby cops. Leading to the arrest of the 22-year-old woman, she was arrested and charged with second-degree kidnapping, two accounts of assault, the second-degree menacing, and false imprisonment. <laughs> so this was a, this was a brother, a young brother out there. Oh God, how wonderful he got away. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and we know now we know that the same thing does happen in the U.S. Right? It, you know, Cardi B let us in on that game. Right? She talked about it. Oh, that's and, right. You know, and I remember hearing about that before. I think the difference though is that in the U.S., at least you have a chance that the police are going to care about you as an American. Uh, I think if you're in Colombia and you are a victim of a crime, I don't, first of all, the police force isn't as good. They're not as capable, but also you're an American. So they're, they're going to look at you and say, okay, you were here trying to basically sex, do sex tourism. So they're not, I don't think they're going to work as hard for you. Well, why are they cracking down on the foreigners? Seems like they should be cracking down on the people in their country that are luring people there that for too. that particular reason of kink. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, honestly, if it's, consensual and it's mm -hmm. two people together in a consensual situation what's the wrong with that what's the matter i don't think there's anything wrong with it but i just think that there's something universally problematic about just spending your life engaging in cheap meaningless encounters deep deep encounters well, that that's are cheap a moral and meaningless. thing it's a moral thing but the problem though is that 
the universe keeps receipts. Well, you I know, mean, and and what I mean by that is how? Well, because we don't value, we don't value, we don't understand how much you make yourself vulnerable when you sleep with a person. We think I can just dip my body inside of yours and it's no big deal when the reality is that there's a lot of vulnerabilities that I'm exposing myself to. Mm-hmm. You know, you can give me it is not you, but but if I if you if you just sleep with somebody and that you don't know, again, they can give you a disease. They can mm-hmm. end up carrying your child. They can falsely accuse you of rape if you're a man. You know, um, if you're a woman, that man could assault you, right? So my thought is that sex is something where if I'm going to make myself vulnerable to you, I should at least know you. Mm-hmm. At least take some time to vet you. It's just like mm-hmm. if I let you in my house and give you access to my safe, I'm not going to do that with a stranger. Okay, so you're putting your own morals into it. I'm just thinking some of these other people, I'm not saying I disagree, mm-hmm. but I think some of these other people are like, yeah, that's good for people who believe in that. But right now we have an agreement. It. This is what it is. This is the kink. Me and you are going to be doing this and we understand what it is. And I don't know what's the what's the issue with i'm not things? putting my morals into it oh okay. morals are to the side i'm talking about common sense and safety okay you know okay. like it ain't i don't need to be a moral person to say i'm not letting you inside my house and my safe mm-hmm. and around my children if i don't know you yeah i get you that understand? i like totally that. get that. right right so so for me it's not a moral thing it's mm-hmm. a it's a safety thing you are vulnerable i don't care what anybody says they'd be like oh well i can just do whatever and you know you got people like like that they're like oh i'm super poly and i had sex with 85 people last yeah, month there's, and, and, there's but, consequences but it's to okay. it yeah. it's okay because we all got <laughs> tested and we wore condoms like you really think that that's going to protect you from the fact that sex is heavy sex is deep well for for a lot of people it is it's me it's heavy in the sense Some that people it may not be so well, well no it's important well the thing is sex is deep from for all of us because that's where human beings come from mm-hmm. there's nothing deeper than the creation and the destruction mm-hmm. of life well it, it all depends on the intention like i totally 100 percent agree with you by the way but it's your intentions you could have you could have sex to have a baby or you can just have sex to just be pleasured you know what true. I mean? It all depends on what's your intention behind it. I do agree with that. That's I do, the only I difference. I do agree with that. Yeah. I do agree with that. But sometimes I think, I'm not even saying this from a religious standpoint, but I think sometimes when we're playing with the universe and we're playing with God, we mm-hmm. think our intentions are the ones that matter when the universe has its own intentions. Mm-hmm. So the universe, think, think, think that's about, interesting. Think about, but think about how many babies get born from people that had no intention of having a baby. Yeah, and yeah. how many babies, how many times you don't conceive when you really, really want to. Right, Yeah, right. it happens that way. And I think, like, when you mentioned the universe, I think that's interesting because um, it's really, if you feel, the universe comes back to you in that way, it depended on how you feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you feel guilty about what you're doing, if you feel shamed about what you're doing, then yeah, the universe will come back. I It'll think, come back and get you. I think generally speaking, mm-hmm. consistent, risky behavior will eventually lead at some point to a negative outcome. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I think mm-hmm. that if you're laying down, you know, sure, I, I could lay like if I play Russian roulette. And I say, but I'm 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 being safe. This gun, there's only you know, there's only there's 32 spots, there's 32 slots for a bullet, and and there's only one bullet in here. So my odds of getting killed are only one in 32. Yeah. So my intentions might be, I want the thrill of playing Russian roulette. But yeah. at some point, the universe might be like, oh, I'm gonna put the bullet exactly where it needs yeah. to be. And that's so and, fascinating because people get off on playing Russian roulette. It is right. so crazy. People get off on kink. They get off on just yeah. knowing that there's a that's part of the whole fantasy. 
Yeah, and, I, yeah. And, I, and I'm saying that I'm not saying I'm not. And now, just to be clear, I'm not being I'm not anti kink, anti sex, anti pleasure. <laughs> I'm not anti none of that. I'm just anti stupidity. If I'm gonna do something that's just that's kinky or exposes me, I'm gonna do it with somebody I trust. Okay, that's the point. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I'm not saying oh you're a, you're a sinner. I'm not, I'm not. I don't do all that stuff. You know, I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, you know, when that lady jacks you up and. You know, you don't got stabbed up, drugged, raped, murdered, had all your stuff stolen. My first question is going to be, well, well, how long did you know this lady? Because I don't know too many men who get drugged and raped by women they've known for more than three months. Right. So if I if I so I could still be into kink, I could still be into meaningless relationships. It's hard to find somebody when you have those kind of desires that's true it's very frustrating for people i'm not saying find a place where you're safe that's all i'm just saying is like i would just that's what i would just say to young guys i'm not telling them don't do what you're gonna do live your life i don't care just take your time don't swipe left and be like i'll see you at eight o'clock and you don't understand this lady's on that app every single day because her pimp is having her look for tricks like you Mm-hmm. Sips, buffoons, whatever you want to call and, it, and they know what to say to get you comfortable. Yes. They're working you. Yes. They know exactly what to say to make you feel like you can do everything that they want you to. You can even feel like you're in control. They can make you think that you're in control. Yep. And it is all a game. Oh, women! Women are smart. Women are very smart, and I, I just really think that it's it's important for people to just understand. Like, stop thinking that you are always the boss. Because you ain't, <laughs> you know, and you're right. Women know how to make you think you're the boss. The next thing you know, she's up poisoning your oatmeal. So just, just be careful out there, guys. You know, go, go do your thing. I'm not judging you getting your passport. Every man should have a passport. And I'm sure the, the passport brothers, let me think what they would say. Okay, if I'm a passport brother, what am I saying? Oh, that's just a one-off. I, I got plenty of stories, tens and thousands of stories of people um, going overseas and really finding these uh, non-modern women, yeah, I can see them coming back saying, "Eh, we we got we got something in place that'll keep our passport alive." Yeah, I think, that, I think, and I think <laughs> I can see them I, well, saying I think, that. I think every black man should have a passport and a portfolio. I really do. I believe. Well, that. you know what I'm And talking here's the about. other thing too: if you have a portfolio, you really don't feel as much like you need a passport. Like maybe the reason you have to go to other countries is because women are happy, you know, with a guy that makes twelve dollars an hour or something, right? But but really. I, I want the guys to have enough options where they don't feel like they have to leave to find good opportunities. I mean, there's good women all over the place uh, and you handle your business. I think it works out for you, you know? So, but, but still though, at the end of the day, I think if they're smart, they'll be advising each other on how to stay safe. But one good way to stay safe is just bet the women that you sleep with. It's easy. Just, and I know um, a lot of the And past- by the way, the food is here. Oh, the food's here. Okay, well, let's wrap it up. Then. Okay. All right, so we're going to we wrap it up. We got enough to say. Yeah, just, just like the lady who was torturing the guy before it's, her door dash. We, we worked up an appetite. We worked up, we worked <laughs> up an appetite just like her. So we got our Uber <laughs> Eats down in, the, down in the lobby. So we're about to go grab some food, y'all. So thank you for hanging out with us on Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. And uh, if you want to uh, find out what Dr. Alicia does and maybe see what she does with her clients and her groups, uh, she's a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. You can go to coachingwithdralicia.com. And also you can text the word wellness to 87948. Dr. Alicia will send you some resources that can help you in your wellness and in your healing journey. Uh, me, I am the author of the book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, and also a book called Financial Lovemaking. You can find copies of my books uh, and get them autographed if you want to 
by visiting uh, drboysbooks.com. And also Dr. Alicia's content is there as well if you want to go check out some of her books. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Please hit that thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. We will check in with you guys again real soon. Love you. And uh, thank you very much for your kind words. I see your kind words in the chat. And we'll see you soon. Peace.